Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> Just making sure you're getting contact out there. <laughs> Contrary to what uh, Chloe and, and uh, Layla may say, sometimes my voice doesn't carry too far. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I don't carry. They may say otherwise, but <clears throat> sometimes I don't. Praise the Lord. It's good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Always always good to be in the, in the house of the Lord, just praising and worshiping Him, giving Him glory. Nothing else than keeping us and showing me favor each and every week. Amen. I'm so thankful for the favor that He shows to me each and every week. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Glory to His name. I want to draw... Uh, our attention this morning, uh, right right on into the Word, uh, going to give a, a scripture text from uh, 1 Peter, uh, beginning in chapter 1, 1 Peter 1, and going to read verses 3 through 9. So 1 Peter 1, uh, 3 through 9, we'll read that for uh, the, the text this morning. Glory to the name of the Lord. It reads like this, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled, and that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time, in this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials, that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold, that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the rev revelation of Jesus Christ. Whom having not seen, you love. Though now you do not see him, yet believing, you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Drawing your attention back to verse 4, it says, To an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you. Glory to the name of the Lord. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, we thank you for this day. I thank you for this worship. Lord, uh, for you, it's all for you. For nothing else matters but you, Lord. You are everything to us. And as, Lord, I try to speak to your good people, I ask, Lord, that you just use me as you see fit. Lord, put in me what you have in the desire to come out and go forth, Lord. For without you, I'm nothing, and I cannot do anything at all. And I give you praise and glory and honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let the church say amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. So this morning I want to talk to you briefly a little bit about uh, my inheritance is reserved in heaven. And I want you to say that right along with me. My inheritance is reserved in heaven. And this is for each and every one who has accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior and is following him. You have an inheritance that is waiting for you in heaven it's incorruptible it's not going to be taken away from you it is going to be there for you it's waiting for you it's not going anywhere <laughs> glory to the name of the lord yes 
You can rejoice in that today. You have a hope in that today. You have a living hope in that today that you have an inheritance that is not going to fade away. It is going to stand the test of time. Glory to the name of the Lord. Verse, in verse 8, it says, Whom he have not seen, you love. Though now you do not see him, yet believing, you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory. So we all, we all believe this morning. Is, every, is everyone believing here in Jesus, though you've not seen him? You've not, you've not seen him. And this come to mind about Thomas, the one of the 12 disciples that come to mind. Thomas didn't want to believe right away in the resurrection of Jesus. So he said he would not believe unless he could physically feel him and touch him and poke him. He wanted to put his finger into, and see his palms into his side and feel and feel that, and Jesus, he, he went and proved to him that. He, you know, we, that's where we come up with doubting Thomas, you know, because he, he was doubting. He didn't want to believe because unless he sinned. But blessed are us that have not seen, yet we believe. We believe, and we have that hope, and we're believing in Jesus that our inheritance, like the Scripture says, is there reserved in heaven for us. We have that hope today, and, we, and, and that is something for us to hold on to. Going back to... Uh, verse 7, in that in, uh, or actually in verse 6, In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved with various trials, that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold, that perishes, though it is tested by fire. Has anybody felt like they've been tested by fire lately? Has anybody been through trials lately? Has anything come against you, whether it be health or job or just finances or just... Uh, the trials of daily life and, and walking, just trying to survive. You, you try so, you believe in Jesus and you try so hard to strive to walk that, uh, uh, as uh, me and Michelle was, went to Gallenberg and we took a carriage ride. And the driver there said, Hey, do y'all know how to, how to get the easiest way to get to heaven? And he said, Turn right and stay straight. That's all you got to do. Well, is it really that simple to turn right and stay straight in today's time with the way things are, with everything that comes against God's children, uh, everything? Is it really that easy? So you're tried and tested. But just like when we've been talking about Job in Sunday school, Job said that he's going to be tested, but you know what? He went, he come through as pure gold. You're going to come through as pure gold. You're going to, there's a purpose for your trials and the things that you go through. There's a reasoning for it. You're going to go, be tried and tested, and that's to get some of them impurities out of you, some of that unbelief out of you, some of, some of that, uh, you know, uh, uh, things that need to be got out so that you can have more faith in Jesus, stronger in Him, believing in that inheritance that you're going to receive. Well, you may not have a uh, major inheritance down here on this earth, Maybe you, maybe you uh, grew up in a family that there's just not much to, uh, to be uh, left or desired to have. You may not have a huge inheritance. Uh, some folks have major inheritances waiting for them. And a lot, many families are ruined by feuds over these inheritances that are worth millions upon billions of dollars. A lot of families are ruined because, in many cases, the lawyers are the ones that gets the bulk of the money. The lawyer, but. 
you know, people see the money, they see the value in material thing, and they think that's going to sustain them. They think it's going to carry them through through all the hard times. And so they go after that. They fight for it. They, there's nothing they won't do to fight for a family inheritance. But today, as children of God, it doesn't matter what we have down here on this earth that fades away, that's going to corrupt. It's no longer going to be our inheritance. The most valuable thing that we can have and strive to maintain and hold on to is that promise that we have through Jesus. Jesus, that inheritance of eternal life. Glory to his name. So uh, this morning, uh, one, uh, Sister Jarrah uh, read my next scripture uh, uh, that I was going to go to in Luke 15. So I'd like, I'd like to take us there to Luke 15 now. And this is talking about inheritance. This is talking about uh, a prime example of uh, an inheritance that the younger brother just had to have. He couldn't wait. He basically might as well told his daddy, just go on and die and give me what's mine. I want it now. You know, this is the prodigal son. Luke 15, uh, there was uh, two others that, uh, that she would reference through about the lost sheep, and there's a lost coin, and there's a prodigal son. And, you know, Jesus is giving a parable, was talking about how there's, there's no length that he won't go to pull someone back and, and leave the 99 sheep to go after the one. You know, but under the parable of the prodigal son, you know, there was two sons, and the younger one, he just wanted his inheritance. He saw that he had, he thought he could, hey, I can got something to sustain me. I'm, just, I'm tired of working the fields. I'm tired, I'm tired of all that. I just want to get what's mine and go, and that's what he did, and he went and, and uh, squandered it all away and, and uh, was left to nothing at all, nothing whatsoever, and found himself in the, in the, in the heap of the pig pen, just, and all of a sudden, he had come to his senses. When he was down to nothing and thought that he had it all, thought that, that he had an inheritance that was going to be it all, when he, he come down to nothing. And uh, so when he come to his senses, he went on back. And the interesting thing about the, the parable that Jesus talked about here was as the son was coming back uh, to the father, to he humbled himself and apologized and said he wasn't fit to, to be his son because he had sinned before his father and God. Well, his father was already looking for him coming down the road. And that's what Jesus has done for each and every one of us. Every time we drift astray, every time we go away from not, not only, you know, just uh, sinning and going, going away from God, but sometimes there's other things that can pull you away from God. There's a lot of cults out there that are trying to pull you away. That we're getting into a Halloween time. There's a lot of Halloween stuff that pulls you away from God, that, put, that, that gets to dabbling into uh, different types of cold, and people want to feel a power of something, and the power they feel a lot of times during Halloween through, uh, through demon possession stuff ain't what they need to be feeling. It pulls you away. But when you come to your senses and you, and you, and you realize what the truth is and, and that the Jesus is there already looking for you, he's going to run after you. He's going to come to you long before you're kind of, you know, I came, you're, you're thinking I'm, regret, I'm regretting this. I'm just kind of slowly maybe walking back. But Jesus has already been looking for you, waiting for you to come back. He's running to meet you long before you ever see him. Glory to name. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give the Lord praise this morning. Hallelujah. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So in the, so in the parable of the prodigal son, I want to go take our attention to Luke 15 and beginning in verse 25. Going to the second part of it, because as I read this over and over and uh, was pondering on, you know, the inheritance is reserved in heaven, I, I, go, I found uh, the second part of the parable very interesting. It says, now his older son was in the field, and as he came and drew near to the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. 
And he said to him, Your brother has come, and because he has received him safe and sound, your father has killed the fatted calf. But he was angry and would not go in. Therefore his father came out and pleaded with him. So he answered and said to his father, Lo, these many years I have been serving you. I never transgressed your commandment at any time. And yet you never gave me a young goat that I may make merry with my friends. But as soon as this son of yours came, who has devoured your livelihood with harlots, you killed the fatty calf for him. And, his, and he said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that I have is yours. It was right that we should make merry and be glad, for your brother was dead and now is alive again, and was lost and is found. So glory to the name of the Lord for his word. This scripture where it talks about the older son, the thing to understand here is in Hebrew time, the older son got a double portion of the inheritance. So the younger son didn't get the same portion as the older son. So the older son got the double portion, but the, the uh, stipulation, I guess we could say, with that was that him being the oldest, uh, typically it's when the, uh, the father had passed away, the oldest son was going to have the responsibility of taking care of the mother and the, all the unmarried, uh, unmarried sisters that he had. So he had, the, he had this double portion. And so we can imagine that this older brother, his younger brother had already come back. He, he had humbled himself, asked for forgiveness, and his father accepted him gladly and was happy and, and rightfully so, as Jesus explained in this parable. But the brother probably no doubtly felt like he's done squandered all of his inheritance that he received, and now here's daddy's going to go give him more and, and, and take more of it. That's probably what a lot of was going on in his heart. He was upset and mad at his brother for just wasting it away and thought that his dad and his brother says, you didn't even give me a young goat. And you, you get, go get the, uh, the best fatty calf for him. And his daddy told him in verse 31, uh, according to Jesus in his parable, said, and he said to him, son, you are always with me, and all that I have is yours. His dad's let him know, you already have everything. You have a fatty calf any time you want it. You, you can have a fatty calf and celebrate and be married with your friends. You don't have to take the smallest thing. His bro- his, the, the oldest brother was no doubt. He said, I've been slaving away. I've basically been a slave. I've been in the fields. I've been working, keeping this family going, and yet you're going to just give it all away to my younger brother. He didn't even want to call him his brother. He just said, your other son. You know, he would, that'd let you know he was highly upset. He didn't want to go in that house because he's afraid he was going to lay hands on him. You know, that's why, he, <laughs> that's why he didn't want to go in the house. He's afraid of laying hands on him. And so, uh, but his father tried to tell him, all that I have already is yours. Your inheritance is in place. It's not going anywhere. What you have and what I have given you, it's there. You can depend on it. Glory to the name. Yes, hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. And that's just like us. Our inheritance is there. It's waiting for us. It's reserved in heaven for us. Glory to the name of the Lord. There, uh, but I want to share with you that being there's, there's something that we can do to maintain that inheritance we have, and that's being led by the Spirit. We can all say that we, we can, I know I can, can say that there are some times that I did not let the Spirit of God to lead me and direct me in my life, so I might have went astray. I didn't let him lead and direct me, just like the prodigal. He didn't let the Spirit of God lead and direct him, so he went astray. He come back, but we, we have that hope in Jesus that if we're led by the Spirit, uh, that will maintain our inheritance. Let's go to Romans, praise the Lord, eight chapter 8. 
Romans 8, very, very good chapter, but uh, cut it down quite a bit. Uh, we're going to read 12 through 17. Rome, this is Apostle Paul's uh, uh, letter to the Romans here that he's speaking to. So Apostle Paul says, Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. Check this one out. This is really good here. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. So uh, stopping right there and, and pondering on, on these just few scriptures a moment, you wonder, we all know that inheritance, you, ha- you have to be in a bloodline to receive an inheritance of a family, especially, you know, especially here down our physical family. I mean, our uh, pres- current president we have, President Trump, Long before he was president, everybody know he was a big businessman. He's got his name on the tops of buildings everywhere, worldwide. He's got his names. So it do do me no good to go up uh, on, uh, to Trump Tower somewhere and demand an inheritance from him when I ain't no part of the family. It ain't going to work. I'm not part of that family. I can't, even, I can't even get the credentials to get inside the door. So, I mean, can't even do that much. So it, do, it doesn't work. So that inheritance is going to do me no good because I'm not going to receive anything. They're going to laugh me. They're going to have me escorted out by security. But these scriptures right here let us know how we're accepted in to, uh, uh, through Jesus Christ, through the acceptance uh, of God the Father. It says, For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father, or Father, Father. We can cry out, Father, Father, because once we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, he, then through Him we go to God the Father, and we are accepted by Him. That's our credentials. That's what our inheritance comes from, because we are then... Take, we are then taken in part with Jesus uh, as joint heirs with him. And that's what it says as we go into verse 16. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Aren't you glad you got a spirit that bears witness with your spirit? Woo! You have a spirit this morning that bears witness with your spirit that justifies you, that gives you your, your joint heir with Christ. And 17 it says, and if any if in children then heirs heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ if indeed we suffer with him that we may also be glorified together that's what your inheritance and that promise is coming to you is you may be suffering and go through some things down here on this life you may go through some trials that you don't understand some of them you're going to go through and it's going to make you stronger some of them you may not quite ever get through and you don't ever understand why but no matter what you don't lose hope you don't lose uh, your faith you stay strong because you are a child of the most high God and your inheritance is promised to you in heaven you walk by the faith you let the spirit lead you glory to the name of the Lord hallelujah hallelujah you let the spirit lead you it'll never steer you wrong it'll steer you clear in every direction as long as you're led by the spirit you'll maintain that inheritance through Christ glory to the name of the Lord we we have an inheritance to look forward to I'm reminded of just uh, this past week, and a matter of fact, yesterday, um, I don't know his name, but I imagine everybody's heard about the preacher who was held captive in Turkey for the last two years. Okay, this uh, this preacher was released 
and brought back to the states and he was he was at the white house yesterday and i uh, michelle showed me a video he he prayed for president trump a good prayer for president trump which is a good thing uh, that he was able to do that do you know that him be, i i ain't no doubt in my mind that him being released and being allowed to be brought back to the states is part of a bene, a spiritual benefit that he has based on his inheritance that he has through jesus yes glory to the lord hallelujah thank you lord he may, have been, he may have been locked up for two years on house arrest or over there in Turkey, and they, and they were totally against him, but he received a special spiritual benefit from, from Jesus to be allowed to be released and brought back, and that's explaining him. And we're all, none of us are any different. You're a child of the Most High God. There are spiritual benefits that we have by being an heir of the Most High God. There are special benefits. Glory to the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Pastor, you can come on back up and get a song ready. Thank you, Lord. So that's what I want to leave with everyone this morning is my inheritance is reserved in heaven. And don't you ever lose that hope. Don't you ever give up on it. And if there's, uh, I hope that uh, it worked out for Brother Chris this morning, that uh, uh, the live stream went on as planned. I hope that it did. And I want to let everybody know that's out there listening or maybe there's someone here this morning. Maybe you feel like you've strayed away. You've not followed the Spirit. And then you want to come back and you want to ask God back back into your life and you want to humble yourself before Him, you can too have have the peace of mind of knowing that this inheritance is waiting for you in heaven. All you got to do is let the Spirit lead you, let it guide you and direct you in each and everything, and you will have that inheritance this morning. Glory to the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah.